What's up, everyone? I am so excited about today's episode. You have no idea how long I have been thinking about making this episode. I'm really hyping it up, I know, but I hope you get something out of it. If you are like, I hate running, I am not a runner, why am I listening to this right now? please give me a chance because I also hate running and I am also not a runner, but I am making a podcast about running. So that must mean there are some things that we can relate on and hopefully some things you can learn from this. So I just want to clarify, I literally have never considered myself a runner. I have always struggled with running and just cardio in general. I feel like I was not made for cardio and yet in about two weeks i will be running my first marathon i have run a half marathon this is my first marathon i know there are some i'm not gonna say crazy because it's not a bad thing but there are some people out there who run these regularly okay i get that but this is big for me because i literally have hated running my whole life so you're probably wondering what changed why are you here why are you so passionate about this all of a sudden like are you okay and the answer is no i'm not okay if you can't tell (laughs) but i am passionate about talking through this subject because if i can do this you all can do it too and i'm not saying you have to get out there and run a marathon i know that's not everyone's path but whether it's running or something else, I think the broader message of this episode is just going to be that you are capable of so much more than you think. And I really hope that through hearing this story and this journey of mine, you recognize that. Like, I am literally a normal person. I, like I said, not cardiovascularly inclined at all. And I am doing this. So you can do so much. That's all. That's all. That's the intro. Okay. We're we're just going to jump right into it. I actually have not had caffeine in like 5 hours. So it sounds like I'm like high on coffee right now, but it's it's been a while. Um not me over here like yeah, it's only been 5 hours. Like that's, you know, that's not that long ago, Meredith. Okay. That's how you know you have a caffeine addiction <laughs> when you're like counting the hours it's been and how many milligrams exactly you've had each day. Yeah, no, I don't even want to talk about how much I've had over the past uh, 12 hours, but hey, it was a 5.30 wake up time this morning and it is now 7.40. So we're, we're still, we're still going, but we don't know how long this is going to last. So I'm going to just start talking and um, hope for the best here. Here we go. So I wanted to kind of start this episode out with, okay, what has my running journey been like? Like, where did this start for me? I said I hated it. Like, how did that kind of come about? And how did I eventually get to this place of, I'm not going to say loving it because I still kind of hate it as I mentioned at the beginning, but like, you know, doing it to the extent that I'm doing it, I guess. So let's start from the beginning. I started my running journey in high school. Freshman year, I joined the cross country team. Now you might know this if you've listened to previous episodes, I've talked about this a little bit. I wrote about it in my book. It was a very uh, (laughs) defining experience for me, which is why I probably have brought it up so much. And I feel bad if anyone from that team is listening to this because 
I feel like every time I talk about it, I am like so judgy and it's not against anyone on the team. It's just the experience. It was not for me. And that is where I really started to hate running. I thought that I was doing a good thing because, you know, I was a high schooler. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I still don't know what I want to do with my life, but back then I was like really desperate to find things to be involved in and be accepted. And, you know, I had kind of stopped playing sports after middle school. I played basketball for many years, but I didn't want to do that in high school. I didn't want to do any other sports in high school because I was like, you're too competitive. I can't. But running, I was like, okay, cross country, that that seems like kind of chill. I don't know why I would ever think cross country is chill, but whatever. I was like, let me just join this team. It seems less like intense than basketball or something else. So I joined the cross country team my freshman year. And to my knowledge, I had no experience running. And I was not told that you had to have experience running to join the cross country team, which was another reason why I was like, maybe I should try this because I never played like club basketball or any of that. I just played like, you know, I don't even know what it's called. I played for my schools. I played for like rec leagues, but that's, (laughs) um, and cross country, like I had never run competitively. I had barely run in general. And they said, you didn't have to have, like, all this experience. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me join. Well, well, well. (laughs) I was probably the least experienced person on that team. I (laughs) was definitely the slowest person on that team. And you guys, it just completely destroyed any ounce of self-confidence I had in myself. And I know that sounds depressing, like in all seriousness, it it kind of was because I wasn't even on the team that long. Like I make it sound like this was years and years. It literally wasn't even a full season. I don't think I could even make it a full season. But I just remember like from the first day of practice, I instantly felt very out of place. I was surrounded by all these girls who were just so fit and like athletic and had clearly run more than I had and we would just you know the coaches would give us things to do like places to run basically (laughs) and we would just go run for an hour or two and I was not prepared for how many miles we were gonna have to run and how fast we were gonna have to run like they didn't technically say like you have to run at this pace But when every other girl in front of you is running, like, super fast, you obviously feel like you have to keep up. You don't want to be, like, way behind. And so I remember from the first practice, I was, like, I was excited. And then (laughs) we started running and I was, like, two minutes in. Like, I want to die. Like, what did I just sign up for? I could barely breathe. I was, like, trying so hard to not be in the back of the line. But, like clearly all these girls were fine. They were literally having full-blown conversations with each other and I could barely breathe. Um, So just to give you an idea, like that's where I was at. I was not good at cardio and yet I was trying to keep up with these girls. Um, I remember I did make it to my first 
I guess, race. I guess it was, yeah, it was a race. It didn't feel like it though, because I was literally in the very back all by myself running this 5k. I, I don't know if anyone else there even cared or has this memory, but I just remember like, I wasn't, I was running, I was running like kind of slow, I guess, but not like super slow. I wasn't walking at all. I think I was jogging the whole time, but everyone was so fast and I was like last place. And I just remember like getting close to the end of that race. And I honestly wanted to quit. I just didn't even want to finish it because it was so humiliating because all the parents were there, all of the spectators, like everyone was watching me. And that is stressful for me. Okay. Like here I am about to run a marathon with people everywhere, but at that time I was like, I cannot deal with this. I was about to walk off, but people were like trying to be supportive and cheering. But at the same time, like some people were just like leaving. Cause it's like, okay, this girl's slow. Like we can't wait for her. I somehow finished it. I think I honestly kind of blacked out and then I went home and I remember my parents got me like chicken fingers or something and I ate dinner and like, I don't even know what I did. I just sat there and like cried probably. <laughs> um, but the point is I was like so close to just giving up on that race that day. And after that, I did not stay much longer on the team because um, it got to the point where Look, I might be misremembering, but from my memory, the coaches would not let people drive to a race, like, or they wouldn't let their parents drive them to races. Like, if you were on the cross-country team and you were running in a race, you had to run to the race as a warm-up. Like, you had to run to the school that you were racing at. Um, You couldn't, like... (laughs) drive there <laughs> which sounds so crazy like th- there must have been a way around that like there's no way the coaches could have been like your parents are not allowed to drive you <laughs> but that was literally the vibe I was getting it was like okay we are running to this school today for this race it's a 10 mile warm-up so just whenever you're ready go ahead we would all like meet up at the school and then they'd be like all right go and I I didn't do that. I I quit at that point. <laughs> I think that's what did it. I was like, I'm sorry. You're telling me I have to run 10 miles as a warm up to a race where I'm going to be running several more miles. I I uh, what? Like make it make sense. I don't understand. But all these other girls were like, "Okay, bye." And they would run and they would run so fast and they would literally run like across the entire town to all of these different schools as a warm-up. I'm like, what is going on? What world am I living in? Clearly the cross-country life, (laughs) it was not for me. And that's okay. Like if you did cross-country, let me just tell you, my respect for you (laughs) is infinite. Like you are superhuman. I am honestly not sure you exist in human form. Like you have to be AI or something because how, how... (laughs) Do you do that? I don't know. But I quit cross country because those were some very scarring experiences. Not to mention the whole experiences of people like just trying to tell me like 
what to do to become a faster runner and how I like wasn't taking care of myself properly and all this stuff. Like I won't even get into that part because I've talked about that before elsewhere, but um, that was also very toxic. So didn't love that journey, but that was my intro to running. So after that, I literally did not run again in high school. I don't remember running at all. Maybe I did a few times here and there, but it was never a part of my routine. I just, I was scarred for life. And then, (laughs) then I got to college and uh, we all know how the beginning of college went. And, you know, freshman 15 was real. Uh, No shame. Definitely had shame at the time, but you know, now I'm like, well, whatever it happened. And second semester, I was like, okay, we need to figure this out. Like, and not even because, well, yes, I felt like, you know, insecure. And I was like, oh my gosh, all these other girls are so beautiful and thin and I need to figure it out. But I also, I really was like, I do not feel good. Like I want to lose weight. Like I want to start taking care of my health more. But the issue was that I associated running with something I could do to achieve my goal of weight loss. And of course, I remembered my terrible experiences with it in high school, but I wanted so badly to have this specific physical appearance that I was willing to endure the pain and try it out again in hopes of losing weight from it. So, I think it was second semester freshman year, I started nothing like I, trust me, I didn't join cross country or any other team environment again, but I did start running on my own, really just on the treadmill, because let's be real, these college campuses, I, I feel like even just walking around my campus, I was fending for my life every day. Like I almost got hit by cars like daily, honestly. So, and that was walking to class. So I was like, (laughs) I'm not running around here. Like I would definitely die. Um, And, you know, I did want to lose weight, but I didn't want to die. So that's a positive. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I don't know what my mind is doing right now, but uh, I started running again. And hmm, guess what? I still did not like it. I did it when I needed to but I think I was able to manage it because it wasn't my entire life. Like I was doing a lot of yoga. I was doing some like YouTube strength training videos. This was still at the time when I was too scared to go into the weight room. So I was like, "Hmm, I'll do a little bit of strength training, but nothing crazy. I'm not like lifting heavy weights. Um, but running wasn't everything I was doing. It was just part of my routine, which was good. I'm glad I had a healthier, um, I guess mindset around it, but every time I did it, I was just miserable. I was like, I do not want to be doing this right now. And I went way too hard too, because I think I still had that maybe trauma from cross country of like having to run as fast as humanly possible to keep up with these other girls. Maybe that's what it was. Like when I got to college and started running again, I like, had no concept of how to pace myself. I had no concept of like what my heart rate went meant. And I was just running as fast as possible all the time. Literally my heart rate, like <laughs> it was like 200. I'm not even kidding. Like it was pretty much my max heart rate all the time when I was running. Clearly not healthy and 
you know, if you think about that, like, it's very obvious why I hated it because who would enjoy that experience? I don't know. I'm honestly very lucky that I survived that and didn't like have any major health events um, happening from those treadmill runs because that was crazy. But uh, eventually, whatever, I met my goal of weight loss and then I kind of stopped again because I had gotten what I needed out of running and it was done. So that also was not the best experience for me because I only viewed running as a tool to meet some goal of looking a certain way. And that, you know, if you could guess, is not the healthiest way to view running or any type of exercise. Of course, now I'm a huge proponent of number one fitness being about what makes you feel good. But at that time, I literally was all about, okay, what's going to make me look good? And, you know, even if I'm miserable, like what's going to help me reach my goals the fastest? I'm not saying that's bad to have at least a little focus on that, but it definitely should not be the main focus. And it definitely was for me. So that did not really get me anywhere with my attitude toward running, but I have more recently been able to change that. So the rest of college, again, I stopped running. I didn't do it at all. I just was like, eh, no, I got what I needed out of it. I'm done. And then I graduated college. I started working and I started like diversifying my workouts a little bit, I think. I think that's really where the even thought of running started to become a little more appealing. And I think it was really, it was really end of college that I took the biggest step out of my comfort zone to walk inside that weight room in my gym and start lifting, like really lifting. That was like, a huge, huge thing for my fitness journey. Like being able to do that, even though I was scared to death and like had no idea what I was doing, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I did it. And now lifting weights has become like one of my favorite things, one of my main forms of exercise, I guess. Well, not right now because of running, but <laughs> usually it's like what I do more than anything. Anyway. That was kind of the first time I was like, oh, like, okay, like, I I can actually do this. And it doesn't have to be so intense. It doesn't have to be so much about physical appearance. Like, I think when I got in the weight room and I started lifting weights, I was like, wait a second, like, this actually is something I enjoy doing. Like, this actually makes me feel better after I do it. Is that how exercise is supposed to feel? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And I had experienced that with yoga, but... I never really viewed yoga in the same way to begin with. I was just kind of like, eh, yoga's yoga and it's exercise, but I need something else. And everything else I had ever tried was just for some physical goal. And even lifting weights, I'll be real, I originally started it to look a certain way, but, you know, after the first time I walked in that weight room, I was like, wow, I actually really like this. And I want to do this because I enjoy how it makes me feel. So that was kind of where my mindset around exercise in general shifted. And then I think once I graduated college, once I felt like I had a little bit more freedom, I guess, in my new life, I started looking for other ways to diversify my workouts. 
And I just got to thinking one day and I was like, you know, Meredith, you've had some really bad experiences with running and I can understand why you don't want to ever do it again. But like, what if you treated it like you did walking into that weight room in your school's gym and just like trying it one day and seeing how it makes you feel? Like maybe just give it another chance and maybe you'll enjoy it. And so literally it was as simple as that. I know that sounds like, okay, are you serious, Meredith? (laughs) And trust me, it's been a whole journey since then, but I kind of just had this mindset shift and I was like, maybe it doesn't have to be that bad. Maybe it doesn't have to be that intense. Maybe it can actually be something that does make you feel good because after all, there are so many people out there who love running there has to be a way to make it enjoyable, right? Like you, you have to be able to find some way to enjoy it. And I wasn't like putting the pressure on myself where it was like, I have to enjoy this or I have to meet some goal from it. And I think honestly, that is what helped me start to be consistent with running because I wasn't going into it with an expectation. I wasn't joining a team with the expectation of running races or running a certain distance or pace or a certain number of days a week. I wasn't going to my gym to run because I wanted to lose weight and just wanted to look a certain way. And again, I'm not saying you can't do that, but for me personally, as someone who's struggled a lot with (laughs) body image stuff and just like really toxic behaviors when it comes to physical health, I knew that if I approached it that way again, like I would make myself miserable and it wouldn't be sustainable. So instead, I tried running just for fun without pressure or expectation on myself of what it had to look like, of how fast I had to go, of what, you know, goal it would be reaching. And I suddenly realized after running a little bit, like, oh, like I can actually run slower than I was and not kill myself in the process. Oh, I actually don't have to run 50 miles every week like I can I can chill or you know if I want to do that I could do that too but it was like this freedom came over me where I was like oh running does not have to be a certain thing it's not a one-size-fits-all and that really opened up a whole world for me and I was like wait a second maybe I am more capable than I think and so me being crazy, I was like, maybe I should just sign up for a half marathon. Like I could probably do that. Right. (laughs) So this is where maybe to some of you, it's like, okay, dude, that's unrealistic. Like, how do you just go from like, oh, you know, I might, you know, start to be enjoying running to like, "Eh, I'll just sign up for a half marathon. (laughs) Like, I know that sounds absurd and it is, but that is more so my personality coming out. (laughs) I'm always someone who's like, go big or go home kind of thing. And it's like, if there is some challenge out there that I have not completed, I'm like, "Hmm, maybe I should just try it. And I got to that point with running where I started to be like, oh, this is actually something I could figure out and I could enjoy. And when I got there, I was like, well, I might as well just go for something big then. So I signed up for my half marathon it's crazy. It was about a year ago from when I'm recording this. So, um, it's, it's been a journey, but I started training for that 
I believe it was November of 2022 and the half marathon was February of 2023. So I actually didn't train for a super long time, all things considered, for my lack of running experience. I I mean, it all worked out, but if I could go back, I might have started a little earlier. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I can do a whole other episode on that kind of thing, but I just signed up for this half marathon kind of on a whim. Um, my company gives us like a certain amount of money every year to spend on health and wellness stuff. And that's how I kind of justified the cost because running is expensive. Like (laughs) signing up for races is not cheap and it sounds so dumb to pay to run, but you know, we do it. And that's how I justified it because I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to like this, but if my company's paying for it, all right, I can justify that. So I bought it with that money and then I kind of got to training. So I just literally googled a training plan, like beginner half marathon training plan, and I used a picture on Google, and I kind of followed that. Um, Honestly, wait, no, I didn't. (laughs) What am I saying? I'm following that right now. Oh my god. I'm like, wait, (laughs) should I cut that out? No, no, this is real. This is raw. I I just had to do a, not a double take. I was like, a double thought? I don't know. Um... I did that for my marathon because I was like, okay, I need to do something to actually stay on track for my marathon. My half marathon, I was like, I'll just see how much I can run every week (laughs) and somehow slowly get myself up to the mileage I need to run a half marathon. I literally don't know how I did that now, thinking back to it. I think if you can't tell, I'm very confused right now because I realized I did not follow a plan and I would never recommend that to someone, (laughs) but here I am. Like I, I didn't, I just kind of ran however much I wanted to. And I did actually run 13 miles a couple times before the half marathon, which some people say don't do that, but I did that. I remember that. And that was what kind of gave me the confidence. Like, okay, I think I can do this. Um, (laughs) geez, I was so crazy, like not even following a plan, just like, eh, I'm just going to go run and hope for the best. Um, so don't do that. But I, I guess all that kind of just goes to even make my point stronger. Like I didn't follow a plan. I didn't know what I was doing. This was my first time, like really running consistently. And yet I ran my half marathon last year and I was actually shocked (laughs) by how it went. I'm not saying that's how everything's always going to go, but I like surprised myself with what I was able to achieve. And I honestly, up until that point, I think I still was doubting myself because I still had these fears. I was like, I'm not a fast runner. I'm not athletic. I'm not like cardiovascularly inclined. I've had all these experiences that are just not, not great. And then I got out there on the day of the half marathon and I honestly crushed it. And I don't say that about myself much. Okay. I, I don't want to sound conceited or whatever, but for me with everything I had been through up to that point, I am really proud of myself for how it went. And not just like the time or whatever, like it was really my mentality and how I felt after I completed it and during, 
because that was what got me through. But I actually believed in myself. Like, I can do this. I'm capable of this. And I did it. And this was coming from someone who literally had traumatic experiences running in the past. I was able to run a half marathon for myself because it made me feel good. And I wanted to prove to myself how capable I really was and prove to myself that I wasn't my traumatic experiences and those don't define me. And I can be and am a runner regardless of, you know, those things, regardless of even things that are happening now, like regardless of my pace, regardless of my whatever, right? Like I can perform well, I can just finish it, I can run, like (laughs) that's, that's exciting and that's something to be proud of. So that was a really big experience for me and I'm really glad that I did it, but I'm going to be honest, I was also really tired after that experience. Because from my experience, you can simultaneously enjoy the process of running while also getting burnt out and wanting a break. And after that experience, I was like, okay, (laughs) I do need a break. But it wasn't the type of break where it was like, I hate this, like I never want to do this again. Like, I, it wasn't that. It was more so like, okay, I just ran a very long distance and spent months preparing for this. Like, I need to chill a little bit and focus on other kinds of workouts that I enjoy because, like, I wasn't able to do a lot of, well, I was, I was able to lift a fair bit, but not as much as I was before I started running and all of that. So I got back into that. I got back into yoga and I think that was healthy for me because even now I'll say like, I would not recommend to anyone and I would not recommend myself to be so consistent with running where it's like all year long, like you're training for something. I, for me at least, that's not healthy And that doesn't give me space to rest. It doesn't give me space to really like focus on other areas of fitness and health that I want to. Because as much as I've grown to appreciate running for what it can do for me, I still really love other types of fitness as well. And if I was training for a race all year, like running would inevitably be my main focus and I don't know if I always want that so I do want to kind of put that caveat in there like I am talking about running now as this like great thing that I've found that has helped me a lot in life but still like I can also say I don't want it to always be my main focus and I think both both sides can exist so I just want to put that in there um because I'm making it sound like I'm just obsessed now, and <laughs> I'm not. Um, in fact, right now I'm feeling a bit burnt out, to be honest, because kind of going to this last part of my story, I took a long break after my half marathon, and honestly, I thought, I, I'm not going to do that again. Like, it was a great experience, but <laughs> I don't think I can keep doing that. And then... <sighs> crazy me again like what why why do I do this to myself I don't know but in the fall I was like hmm maybe I should get back into running like you kind of just get this bug it's like once you take a long enough break it kind of gets to you and it's like okay maybe I need to get back to it 
I'm acting like I know from years of experience. I don't. But this one time, (laughs) this happened to me. And I don't know why. Like, I can't even explain to you why I do these things. But I just was like, maybe I should just go for the full marathon this time. I mean, they say if you can run a half marathon, you can run a full marathon, right? Like, of course, it takes training. And of course, like, it would be much easier to do that if I had just done my half marathon and could kind of start training from that point, but you know, whatever, I can start from scratch. It's fine. Um, muscle memory, right? (laughs) And so I signed up for a full marathon. And like I said, at the time of recording this, that is in a couple weeks, it's literally all I'm talking about on here. So I promise I'll shut up about it after the, um, yeah, after that happens in a couple weeks, I was contemplating like, making another episode just about that experience. I'm not sure if I will or if I won't. I guess it depends on how it goes, but um, I signed up for that back in September and I've been training since then. So much longer actually than the half marathon. I'm following a training plan this time. So also smarter decision on my part. I feel like it's definitely held me accountable and helped me feel more confident going in knowing like, okay, I'm actually like following something that someone has made that is hopefully like based on research and science and whatever. I don't know. I probably should have done more research on it, honestly, but I was like, oh, this will do. It tells me how much to run each week. That's all I need. So anyway, I have been doing that for the past five, six months and I am very tired, but it has also been very rewarding and I'm really as nervous as I am for the race, I'm excited because I think it's just going to prove to myself even more like what I'm capable of. Yes. Like that running is maybe not the worst thing in the world. Yes. Like all those things. Yes. (laughs) It's going to be a good experience. I'm excited for it. Um, but I wanted to kind of share that again with not just this like point of yeah running is great you should try running but more so like you are capable of things that maybe right now you think you're not capable of or you think like I could never do that or that's awful whether you feel that way about running or anything else in your life like take it from me I literally was the slowest like and not that it's all about speed. I'm still not fast. Don't get me wrong, but I was like the slowest, most out of breath kid, not kid, like teenager running on that cross country team. I hated it. I could not see myself ever running again. I could barely finish a 5k. And that was like, I mean, after months of training. Okay. So like, my first day I was, I I was dead. Like I couldn't do it. Okay. (laughs) And I have proven to myself over time, like as hard as it is. And as much as I still do believe, like (laughs) I am not naturally gifted in running, like I've had to work very hard at it, but it is something I have found I am capable of. And it has boosted my confidence in so many ways. I'm still struggling with confidence in many areas as we know, but I would say running is something that has definitely reminded me of my capabilities, both mentally and physically, because it's just as much a mental sport as it is a physical one. So that's how it is with a lot of things fitness, I guess. But 
I have definitely found that to be true with running. And I just share that story in hopes of maybe inspiring you, whether it's like you want to get into running or you're just thinking about something else in your life that you're like not feeling super confident in. Um, I just want to remind you, like, if I could get through it, you can get through it. And it's definitely not easy, but it is something that because it's not easy, you'll get through it and realize like, oh, wow, like that really developed me as a person. Like I am so much more confident and capable as a result. So going off of that point, I want to kind of take the next part of this episode to just focus on a few things that have really helped me get from the scared girl on cross country team to the girl who's running a marathon. (laughs) Because like I said, I think, you know, it, it wasn't easy and I so far have made it just seem like it kind of just happened, but there were a lot of things I had to learn. So this is kind of definitely the more running focused part of the episode. Like, I feel like that first part, maybe you could apply it to anything, the key message, but this part, I am going to be giving some more running specific things that I have learned. And I want to again, caveat with, I am no expert guys. I literally just started this journey like a year and a half ago for reels. And I don't know if I'm going to continue after my marathon. Like, I don't know, but I'm just sharing this as someone who is going through it currently and is still pretty new to it. So don't take it as me being an expert over here. But my number one tip, if you are like, I hate running or maybe you love running, but you need more tips is like with everything health related, I really recommend that you focus on how you feel when you run and not your pace or your distance. And that is probably the hardest thing that I had to learn. If you didn't hear me say like my heart rate was like 200 all the time when I was running in college, (laughs) that kind of sums up this point um, in a sentence. But basically what I'm trying to say here is like, I used to be so... uh, I don't even know, paranoid about how fast I was running, what pace I was at, how far I was going. And if I didn't hit certain numbers, I just let it ruin my confidence. And I was willing to like literally sacrifice my physical health (laughs) to run a eight or nine minute mile. I don't even know what it was, to be honest. Like it always changed, but whatever it was, like I was so focused on that. And that is really why a big reason why I was miserable when I was running because I was not focusing on how I actually felt at all. And just like with anything fitness related, you should be focusing on how something makes you feel because that's what's ultimately going to be the healthiest for you and be sustainable. So if you cannot find a way to feel good when you're running, then it is going to be hard for you to continue. But I found the only way that I could really feel like the runner's high that people talk about, or not even that, but just like a general sense of like clarity and happiness after running, like all that stuff was through like slowing down. That's literally it. Like, I know that sounds dumb, but I started to slow down a lot when I ran um, more consistently. I 
didn't even look at my watch to be honest i used to be so obsessed with like checking my watch all the time to see how fast i was going and so i would still like even now i still start my workouts on my watch my apple watch but i try very hard not to look at it a lot during the workout because if i look at my pace or my distance it it messes with my head and suddenly i feel like usually i have to speed up or you know, I still have a ton of time left and it just messes with you. Um, and I don't need that. So I try not to look anymore as much as I can. When I do look, I focus on my heart rate because I have found that focusing on heart rate zones for me is much more beneficial than focusing on pace or distance. Um, of course I do focus on distance trying to get weekly mileages in, but I, as far as intensity during my runs, I really try to gauge that through my heart rate. I am not trying to be at my max heart rate anymore. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, depending on the type of run I'm doing, you know, I'm, if you know anything about heart rate zones, I'm trying to be zone two, zone three. Usually I do slip into zone four quite a bit on accident, but you know, we're still learning. Um, but that's really helped me actually feel better when I'm running and as a result, feel better after I'm running. So if you have always been someone who's like, I just do not feel good when I run, then I know it's humbling, but maybe slow down a little bit and just focus on keeping whatever pace it is that makes you like able to breathe <laughs> and don't even look at what that pace is. Just enjoy it. Okay. Okay. I would, <laughs> I'm losing my voice. What is going on? Um, <clears throat> I would say my next tip <laughs> is related to pre-workout and post-workout essentials that you need to have a successful run. Um, I've learned that it is not always the best idea to just leave your house and run with no preparation. <laughs> um, I have had some really bad experiences from that, actually, and it's okay. I've learned from them, but just take it from me. You want to prepare, okay? And by prepare, I mean literally drink water before you run, okay? Like, make sure you're hydrated and not running on empty. Um, maybe also eat something before you run. That's, I know, a crazy concept. Um, some people can do these fasted runs in the morning, okay? Like, I'm I, it's possible, and I've done it before, but I personally feel like I have a lot more in me to give if I've eaten before, especially running long distances, but you do whatever you want. Um, I would just say make sure you're hydrated. Make sure, like, you have some kind of fuel going, and you're just not out here sleep-deprived, dehydrated, trying to go on a run. <clears throat> I also would say... I know everyone's going to hate me, but warm up before you run. Like, do some dynamic stretches. That's crazy, I know. People just like to get on the treadmill or get outside and start going. But I have done this too many times where I'm like, oh, my legs feel fine, I'll just go run. And then I start, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> my legs, um, they are in pain right now. Like, maybe I should have stretched a little bit uh, or worn them up. And I think part of this warm-up too, like, it could even just be a walk before you run. It could be a very slow jog before you get into your full run. Like, 
it could be whatever, but I would highly advise against just getting out there and starting full force because you're probably going to feel it as soon as you start running and then it'll just probably get worse through the run and or after the run. That's the worst when you get injured or just don't feel good after your run because you didn't warm up. And going off of that point, it's very important to stretch after your run. This is a post-run thing. Um, I know it's obvious. Everyone says it. With all kinds of workouts, you're supposed to stretch, but no one stretches. We all know this. And I want to just be the change that I wish to see in the world, okay? I'm telling you, stretching is going to save your life. It's going to save your body. No, it will not prevent everything. It will not like make running a breeze all the time, but you are going to be saving your body aches, pains, injuries. You're going to be improving your flexibility and mobility in the process. So like who doesn't want that? Just stretch. Do some isolated stretches. Do some like I can't even think of the word static. That's the word static stretches after your run, even just a few minutes. It's better than nothing. Put on a good song or your favorite podcast. Maybe just listen to this part of this episode over and over again while you stretch every time you run and that that'll be sure to motivate you. Um, okay. What else? I would also say after a run, of course, same tips as before a run, but I would definitely hydrate, definitely fuel up after your run, even if you didn't fuel up before. Like, you gotta eat something after your run because your body is going to be depleted. I have found, especially after these long runs, I really like doing electrolytes because you would be surprised how much your body loses when you are running, whether inside, outside, no matter the distance, like your body just loses nutrients and water. So I really, really try to hydrate after my runs because again, have had some bad experiences from not hydrating enough and I pay for it in the hours and days after. So I literally get these tiny little electrolyte packets. Um, they're called Propel, I believe. They're made by the Gatorade brand and literally like two dollars i get them at like walmart and they're like two dollars for ten so i think it's a pretty good deal and you just put them in water mix them around they have all these flavors so they're they're good i like them and i just drink them after a run after a workout it's it's great sorry i almost knocked over my microphone because i was excited about that point so those are some pre and post tips um I would also say there are very important things to have during your run. And I think a lot of times I, well, if you're running short distances, some of these may not apply, but if you ever want to run a long distance, you will quickly learn like there, there are things you need to make it like doable. I, for a long time, my entire half marathon training, I never used a little backpack or hydration vest or whatever they call those. I never drank water during the run. Even the race, like I didn't drink any water. I didn't have any fuel. Like I didn't do anything. Somehow I survived. But my marathon training has humbled me greatly. And I now have to have water on every 
long run. And I get that through one of those little backpacks. I got it on Amazon. It was like 20 bucks. I did not invest in one of the expensive ones. I probably should have because mine is like breaking, but that's besides the point. Having water during your run in some way, shape or form, it's a great idea because it keeps you hydrated. Need I say more? A lot of people also love the energy gels and different fuels. Do you hear my voice? I'm losing my voice because I literally recorded a podcast episode before this one and I never do that. Um, but it's okay. We're, we're almost done. Literally almost an hour long. I promise I'm going to wrap it up soon for both of our sakes. But, um, yes, I was just saying people like to fuel with gels, sometimes like just sugar, rice, crispy treats, fruit snacks. I've heard all kinds of things. Um, those are good to have if you're running longer distances. And then of course, I know this is so basic, but I feel like people do not realize until they are running how important it is to be in comfortable clothes. Like you have to have good running clothes for girls. You know, I think it's, it's helpful to know, and you sometimes have to try things out before you figure it out. But like, it's helpful to know if you prefer running in leggings or shorts, because I know a lot of both. I personally, like, I highly prefer (laughs) running in leggings. We'll just say that. But I know a lot of girls are like, are you kidding? (laughs) Like, I have to run in shorts. And that like makes or breaks a run for a lot of people whether they're wearing leggings or shorts. It's the little things like that, you know? So you want to make sure you're comfortable with whatever you're wearing. I am all about a good deal, but to be honest with you, my favorite running leggings are Lululemon. I'm not ashamed to say it. I wear the same blue pair on every single long run I go on, and I don't know how they have held up. I have, I started wearing them when I started training for my half marathon, like over a year ago. And I have worn them every long run since then. And I will be wearing them for the marathon. So um, catch me in my bright blue Lululemon leggings. I don't know why I got that color, but they are like the best pair I own. So I have to wear them. So, okay. Um, Find what works for you. Also, your hair. Like I have surprised myself by how much my hair can interfere with my run if it's not up properly. I have a lot of hair, so maybe this doesn't apply to you if you don't have a lot of hair, but I have to put it like in a really tight bun on my head. I can't even deal with ponytails because the swinging and the, it's just, it bothers me having it like on my neck when I'm running. I know I'm high maintenance, but I need it like up. I need it slicked back. I don't need anything going on on my face, on my neck, nothing like that. I cannot stress the importance of good shoes. I literally ran in terrible shoes for my first uh, half marathon. And uh, I don't even want to say this because everyone's going to be like so offended, but they were Hoka's. I love the brand Hoka. Okay. So no judgment, no shade. I just did not get the right pair for my feet. I went on the aesthetic. I literally went to a running store and I was like, okay, I'll try on all these different brands. Still walks out with hmm, the cute one. (sighs) 
yeah, I, I don't even think the guy who worked there wanted me to get those, but like he couldn't say no. Um, he was going to get the sale. So whatever, I would not do that again. I, my feet were in pain for the entire time I trained. I, my feet would literally go numb. Okay. Like I would just be running and my whole like outer foot would just go numb. Um, my ankles were always in pain. Like it's just not good. I don't know how I didn't hurt myself more, to be honest. I'm very grateful, but I knew before I started training for this one, I'm like, I, nope, we are changing our shoes. And plus like you're supposed to change your shoes every so many miles. Like there's a whole thing. I won't get into the details. Um, no one probably cares about that right now, but I am now running in, if anyone cares, uh, the Brooks Glycerin 20, I believe that's what they're called. Um, I've actually had two pairs of them because I've had to get another pair since I started training for this one. And I think they're much better for my feet, but don't take my word for it. If you're going to run, go get fitted on your own because my feet are different than yours. And, you know, you might love the hocus that I had. Who knows? I also have an insole for my shoes um, that was like custom made at the shoe fitting place um, just because sometimes with arches and stuff, they recommend you have that. So if you need that, I would recommend that too. Just whatever is going to keep you comfortable and protected from injury. Okay. I promise I'm almost done. <laughs> My last tips just have to do with planning out your runs in advance. So I know it sounds obvious again, but if you're running outside or inside, honestly, I think it's really important to have like your goal in mind before you start running. Like how far are you going to go? And if you're outside, where are you going to go? <laughs> like try to map out a path. And of course, if it's your first time going there, like it's always subject to change because you'd never know what it's really going to be like until you try it the first time. But try to map it out. If you're following a plan, just try to stay on your plan and, you know, it's definitely not going to be perfect. I've skipped days and, you know, it happens, but um, try to just kind of have a plan going in and it'll make the run feel a lot, no, I'm not going to say a lot easier, but you won't be as stressed out about like, okay, where am I going or how long am I running? And like, you're not always going to be checking the time. So just planning. It's as simple as that. And finally, I would say going along with that, it makes a world of difference to have a playlist, an audiobook, a podcast, whatever it is you like to listen to when you run, have it planned before you go. Like, I'm a big music person. I tend to listen to music while I run, but sometimes I'll do podcasts or audiobooks if it's a long one. I'm like, I can't just do music the whole time. But even then, like, whatever it is, I have kind of had my experiences where I'll just be like, eh, I'll just kind of like play random songs. Cause like, I don't really want to go into the effort of putting together a whole playlist or queue of songs for this run. And like, sometimes it works out if I'm like in the mood for any kind of music, but a lot of times I regret that because I don't know, there's just certain music and you know what that is for you, but it just hits when you are working out. And then there is music that doesn't. And 
for running in particular, oh my gosh, for me, it's like, if I don't have the right music, I'm instantly, my run is just not as good. Um, so I take a lot of, well, not really pride. And honestly, I don't take it as seriously as I should because I'm lazy. But when I do take it seriously and make a good playlist before I go out to run, I am so happy with myself and it's just a better experience in general. So whether it's a playlist or a book or podcast, whatever it is for you, find that and plan it before you go on your run and you will be less stressed out. Okay. I don't even want to look at how long this is. Okay. Okay. We are going to be done before the hour is up because that was my last tip. So that's exciting. (laughs) I haven't made an episode this long in a minute, so I hope this wasn't like super overwhelming. I, I feel like I was kind of structured, but also I, I go off all the time. So if you made it this far, thank you. I hope the two things you took from this episode again are number one, that you're capable of anything. And number two, if you want to get into running or even if you are running, like there are a lot of things that can make that journey in particular easier for you. So I will definitely let you know how this marathon goes when I run. Um, I guess this episode will be going up a bit closer to the date when I'm actually running it. I'm running it on February 10th, 2024. So wish me luck. I'm going to need it. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. But until then, thank you for listening. Would love to hear what you thought. So feel free to DM me on Instagram at Genuine Gains. Email me if that's more your vibe, Meredith at GenuineGains.com and uh, rate and review if you enjoyed. And other than that, I will see you all for my next episode and hopefully have an exciting update for you about the marathon. Bye!